turn with me to Luke chapter 1 verse 45. And I believe specifically it's from the word. But the Lord is speaking to somebody tonight. Blessed is she who believed. For there shall be a fulfillment or a performance of those things which are told her or him from the Lord. I know he's talking about Mary. But God is saying tonight, whatever you believe in God for, don't let go. Because there is going to be a performance. Very quickly, it's coming. Whatever you believe in God for, God is about to do it. God is about to move on your behalf greatly. I feel that so strongly tonight. Sometimes when we don't see these things come to pass so quickly, you know, real fast, we tend to give up. But you are blessed if you can believe. You can bless, you're blessed if you can believe because the Lord will surely do according to His word. He will not fail you, fail you. He won't fail us. Tonight I want to speak on a, a very key subject, very important subject in faith that is so important. Uh, I title it The Keys of the Kingdom. Jesus talked about the keys of the kingdom, giving us the keys of the kingdom. Father, I just ask that you speak tonight and help us to really launch out into the deep for the blessings that you have available for us. In Jesus' name, amen. When we've read this scripture before about the keys. Jesus said, unto you I give the keys of the kingdom. He said that to Peter. And what was he referring to? What, what are the keys? Do you have the keys to the kingdom right now? If you have the keys to the kingdom, you will have confidence in yourself. In relation to God. You will have confidence in life. And have no worries because you know God is with you and you have the keys. The keys are given to us. When you have a key in your hand, God gave you that key. He's not going to use the key for you. You need to use the key to open up things in the kingdom of heaven. This Matthew chapter 16 verse 17 through 19. So Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon by Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of his shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the, of the kingdom of heaven. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth. So it is only when you have the keys of the kingdom of heaven. That you can bind things on earth. And that you can lose things on earth. And it will be loose in heaven. 
But I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now what brought Peter to this enviable position in his life? What made Jesus to say that to him? Now you know the story. Uh, Jesus was asking them, you know, what do men say about me, the son of man? He used the word the son of man. And so they started telling Jesus what they thought, what they've heard from the people. Some say you are Elijah, some say you, you are John the Baptist, some of them say you are uh, Jeremiah, and some say you're just one of the, of the other prophets, one of the prophets. And then Jesus said, who do you say that I am, Who the son of man, who do you say? And Peter immediately responded, you know the story, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. The way I see that, when they were answering, I believe that Peter wasn't saying anything. He was just listening to what they were saying. And in anger, inside of him, he's saying, Sass. the way we say it in America, baloney, you know. <laughs> That's stupid. What are you saying? What are you saying? He's quiet listening because he had revelation. See? He's already had the revelation. God has shown it to him. He wasn't there when Jesus was baptized. If there was anyone that was with Jesus, when, uh, that saw Jesus baptized, it would be John and Andrew. Remember the story? John and Andrew were disciples of John the Baptist. Maybe just those two. And God spoke from heaven. Peter wasn't there. So he didn't hear that. He got this by revelation. He was following Jesus all along. But the Father was the one that revealed it to him. When we don't know. You know, a minister said, what is missing in the kingdom of God today among believers? People are running back and forth. They are trying to get something, something that somebody would teach. But Jesus said, when he, the spirit of God is come, he will teach you all things. I can say certain things to you here from the pulpit, but I do know if the spirit of God is at work in your life, when you leave or while you're sitting right there, he is giving you more than what I'm saying here. I mean, it can agree with that. He's teaching you things by himself. That's what the Bible means when the, Jesus, uh, the, in the New Testament, I believe it was John saying, you don't need to be one. Because the Spirit himself will teach you. He's not saying you shouldn't come to church and hear the word, but while you are hearing the word, the Father himself he's teaching you. So, the only way to have the keys of the kingdom by revelation. You cannot have faith without revelation from God. He who believes doesn't make haste. Amen. And blessed is she who believed. She who believed. Because there shall be a performance of those things that were told you. So you believe the things that were told you and there will be a performance. So the key here is revelation. You will not truly believe it from the heart until you, the Father himself or God has opened your eyes to have revelation. You keep running back and forth looking for that revelation. But the Father, this is what Jesus said. It is the will of the Father to do what? To give you the kingdom. If he's giving you the kingdom, he's giving you the keys to the kingdom. 
So that is the revelation that Peter got from God that placed him in that enviable position where Jesus was saying to him, I mean, I don't know if he was yelling this, but he was touched by this revelation. He said, I know where you got that from. How? Because he knew where he got his revelation from. You got it from the same source. And based on this, because of the faith, now notice, Jesus knew what the Father, I'm sure he knew what the Father had revealed to Peter, but amounted to nothing until it came out of his mouth, right? And Jesus heard it. So he said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. That means if you have the keys of the kingdom of heaven here on earth, you will live a life of heaven on the earth. Amen? Because you got the keys to the kingdom. So you live heaven on earth. You got the keys. You go in and out. Jesus told us that. John chapter 10. He said, I am the sheep. If you follow, you can go in and out of the pasture the way you want. Pasture, kingdom of heaven. You can have heaven on earth. Now, what is, what, what are we talking about here? What is the key? Or what are the keys of the kingdom of heaven? Matthew chapter 9, so important. 28 and 29, it says, When he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. These two blind men wanting to be healed. They were blind. And Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, while he was touching their eyes, he said to them, According to your faith, let it be to you. To me, this is the key. This is the key. These are the keys for the kingdom. It's according to your faith. Nothing else. You can cry, you can run, you do whatever you want. It will, you will only receive from the Father what you are able to believe for. That's the key. You want anything unlocked from heaven into your life? You can run from here to Nigeria and back. You're wasting your time. If you don't have this key, it's not going to work. Be it unto you according to your faith. How you believe in. That's a spiritual principle. It's always there. It's on until you believe. There is no performance. Until you believe, you receive nothing. Because we are in warfare. The enemy doesn't want you to live a life of heaven on earth. He doesn't want that. You got to have it. And you need the keys of faith in God. That can only come into your life by what? By revelation. By revelation. No other way. You will not be able to elicit that response from God that Peter got without the revelation. You have no faith without revelation. Many have heard the word of God. Do they believe? Don't happen. They hear this. We can have a room filled with people and everyone is having a different experience. 
Some can feel the presence and God saying things to them. Others are feeling absolutely nothing. It happens. That's just the way. Because the only way it gets to you is by faith. No other way. Believe me, I've tried every way. It didn't work. I tried a lot of ways in the past. I begged God. (laughs) I begged Him, cried before Him, wanting some release. Show me this. Why don't you do this for me? Why am I being oppressed by demonic forces? Why is it that when I sleep, these demons can come into my room and I call the name of Jesus and nothing happens? And the next day, they are back in my room. I can feel the presence. Why is it? I begged God cried and then I wondered I even told the preacher I asked the preacher what more can a man do to be a real Christian you know a real Christian I was searching I don't pray about those things anymore no demon there comes into my room I mean I know by revelation I have more power than they have because God showed me one time when they did something to me I mean real physical my sister was sharing something of that nature to me uh, recently but the Lord showed me, he said, the demon that did that is right at the corner in part in your room. He's laughing at you because of the way you're acting. Crying out, God the Father, God the Son, Holy Ghost, every one of you help me tonight, I'm suffering. So he's laughing at you, the way you're acting. Call him back and speak to him, tell him not to ever try that. I did that and I got my freedom. I don't pray about it. When I'm over there, I can get, I've been in a church where the Lord spoke to me clearly that there are a lot of people practicing witches in this church. And I spoke to them. This was back in my country. Uh, I didn't talk to the pastor. I just spoke from the pulpit against what they were doing. And it was a funny, I mean, it was a funny service. I had ladies with their head down. They never look up. And I told them, I gave them my address. I said, if you want to try power, come over and try. And when I got off the pulpit, the pastor says, listen, I know there are many here, but I don't know what to do. They seem to be attracted to our church or whatever. I have no fear of them. Because I used to, but by the grace of God, I know better now. They don't come near where I am. And the same with you. But these forces are not just in Africa. Believe me, they're here, a lot of them. They're just very subtle here in the U.S. because people have knowledge. So they have to find other ways to, to hinder your life. But these same forces are there. So when you are experiencing difficulties, it's not because God is against your life. It's because demonic forces are held a meeting against your life. They don't want you to have the things that God has given to you. And they do anything, distract you, make you feel like God has abandoned you. Do all kinds of things in the natural We need to open our eyes and see what the enemy is doing. Think about Job, the way Job lost everything. Well, God permitted it, but it was the devil that did all of that to him. And Job didn't even see the devil with his eyes, right? He just saw what was going on. These same forces are here with us. And they're doing things in our lives. But we need to understand by revelation that God is with us. And we have nothing to fear, whether it be sickness, whether it be uh, financial difficulty, home problems, maybe problems with your children. There is a God that is bigger than all of those things. And He's going to take care of us because He loves us. So it's accord- it will only happen to you according to your faith. 
It's according, if the devil can persuade you to believe that God has abandoned you, guess what will happen to you? That's what you believe, that's what you will experience. If the devil can convince you against what God says in his word, that the reason why you are experiencing this difficulty in your life is because God is involved in this, and that's exactly what you will experience. You have to get out of it and believe God. We believe in good God. I believe in God. He is on our side. I thank Him all the time. He came from heaven because of me. He came from heaven. Took on flesh and blood. To make life good for me. I trust in that. And I trust in my God. He will not abandon me. Because He will not abandon His word. Because God and His word are one and the same. And God cannot lie. So regardless of what my experience is in the present. I know my future is great. Because uh, God says so from in His word. If God be for you, who can be against you? I don't care about the delays. I don't care about the disappointments. Amen? Amen. I stay with my God. Because as long as God lives, Jesus said, because I live, you shall live also. You know what that means? Because I am doing well, you do well also. Yeah, you have heaven on earth. I believe that with all of my heart. I have the confidence in God, not in myself, but in my God and His faithfulness. All I have to do is to be on His side. And all, I, all that, all I have to do is say to Him, God, I am on your side. And demonstrate it by my actions. And God will always be with me. The key is overcoming. And you cannot overcome without revelation. And revelation gives birth to genuine faith from God. You can't have genuine faith from God without revelation. (laughs) If you want heaven on earth, you have to decide you will overcome. That's just the way it is. If you let your troubles discourage you, you will not feel God's presence in your life. I guarantee you. If you let your problems overwhelm you beyond what God is in your life, what God is in your life, because of what you see in the natural, what's happening to you, you will not overcome the problem. And because you don't overcome, you cannot have Jesus with you. I will demonstrate that from the scriptures. Overcoming is so important to the Lord. Why would you overcome if you don't have troubles to deal with? Right? You have to deal with problems. But God doesn't come to you without overcoming. The other day I shared with us, last Wednesday I believe, after Jesus had gone through his temptation, remember? When the devil left him, that was when the angels showed up to to minister to him. Humans will want to do it the other way. While he's going through trouble, you send the angels. Uh -uh. God says, when you have overcome, then you have the privilege to be ministered to by angels. That's just the way it is. That's the son of God. What about you? That's the key. 
I want to share heaven on earth only by overcoming. And I said, you can never overcome unless you have revelation which gives birth to faith. Because if not, you'll be running to and fro. No confidence in your position with God. I, by the grace of God, and I'm very grateful to the Lord, I have not all the confidence, but I trust God. I'm trying to learn. I was telling Jim this morning, Jim Hersey, I want all of God. But right now, I fear nothing. Because I know God is with me. I, I have no fear, no concern. Things concern me when they come, but my future is bright. I just know that. So I can handle what's happening to me today. It doesn't matter. Because God is with me. I can go through the difficult times. I can handle them. My wife will tell you, I lay my head on the ground, on the pillow. No matter what's going on, I'm snoring the next minute. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Gone. It can be real trouble. It doesn't bother me. I give him over to the Lord and I'm gone. Let tomorrow take care of himself. God will. But only by revelation. Let me share these scriptures with you. Revelation chapter 3 by verse 5. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garment. You don't get clothed in white garment until you have overcome. See? He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garment. And I will not blot out his name from the book of life. Well, if you're not overcoming and your name is blotted out of, they say there's a possibility, right? Your name could be blotted out of the book of life. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. Right? Now, if your name is not in the book of life, you don't have life. That's simple. You may be living here, but you don't have life. But the way to keep your name back on there, he says for you to overcome if you overcome then you're clothed in the white garment meaning God will take you can clothe yourself with white garment but God expects you to overcome and he's not going to give you something that you can handle so if you're going through an experience whatever it is he's trusted you that's why he allowed that if it's really huge then the greater the trust God has on your life you should rejoice count it all joy right <laughs> when you fall into diverse temptation difficult times why because god trusts you he's trusting you he i know my son he did that with job right i know he handled it he was bragging on him but was it fun for job i can tell you if you remind job when you get to heaven remember what you get through he'll tell you i don't want to talk about that here <laughs> it was painful but his latter years were much better God is on our side. But we need to overcome the things that the enemy is throwing at us. It says, this was here, um, I, won't, I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Don't you love it? He will confess your name. And you know Jesus cannot lie, right? He tells the truth. So overcoming is very crucial for your name to be known by the Father. And for the angels of God to know who you are on the earth. Amen. 
when the angels recognize you and the Father knows your name in heaven, you are a, a significant individual on the earth. Amen. You are. But overcoming is the key. Another scripture, Revelation 21 verse 7. He who overcomes shall inherit what? All things. He who overcomes will inherit all things. Shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. Revelation chapter 3 verse 21. To him who overcomes I will grant to sit with me on my throne. I know when we read these scriptures, we're thinking, if we overcome here, when we get to heaven, then we'll sit with his throne, <laughs> sit with him in his throne. But it starts right here. That's why Jesus was so confident in, in John chapter 6. He was saying, my father is always with me. Or maybe John chapter 5. God, my father has not forsaken me. Because I, do, I always do the things that please him. He won't forsake. He's always with me. I bear witness of myself and the Father who sent me. He's bearing witness because he's always with me. I only do the things I see him do. Amen. He was confident of that. So he, while he was on earth, he was running the show as if he was sitting in the Father's throne. He walked on water, remember? Amen. He was the son of man. But he lived on earth like God. Amen. Son of man, but lived on earth like God. And he is our example. Is that what the scripture says? He is our example. He is our champion. And we were to live like him. He lived, gave us example that we follow. Not just living. Christians focus on, for the most part, I'm going to try to live right, stay away from sin. God hold me back so I don't sin. It's much more than that. That should be something on the side. There's nothing to deal with. We are pursuing after God to know God. That's what is important. And I tell you, as we speak these words, God's Spirit, who bears witness to the Word. Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are not, they are Spirit and they are life. So you receive the words of the Spirit, the Word of God, and the life that is in, in it. To him who overcomes, I will grant. So <laughs> you are only granted to sit with the master and be with him on his throne when you overcome. Why is it so important that you overcome? How do we overcome? Again, we go back to the keys of the kingdom. See? That's the only way you sit with him. That's the only way you can experience heaven on the earth. You see, when you don't, it's, it's a difficult thing for you to let go of an offering. David talks about this a lot. When you're not trusting God and things are difficult, it's hard. See? It's very difficult to let go. Because Satan will start telling you, what if, if nothing happens? If you give this, how are you going to pay your bill? How are you going to do this? And so you're struggling. Oh, this is a huge amount. The, the difficulty is on all levels. Those people who don't have much says, I only have a thousand dollars and I'm going to give, I'm going to give, uh, to God, uh, just one hundred. Man, I can have a lot to do with that. And Satan talks about that to you. But the guy who is going to give ten thousand, 
he's thinking, boy, how could I invest this money? And he's thinking, is what if I invest it and I get a little bit more so I can give more to get? He find a way to do all of that stuff instead of letting the more go, the money go for an offering. Forget it's all, you can only do that by faith. See, and do it with joy because you know how by revelation. By revelation. It's nothing to you to let it go. Because you have received by revelation that when you let it go, uh, more is coming. So it doesn't bother you. You are even happy. I was sharing with Jim this morning. I had some time with him. About um, you hear things as a minister. I'm trying to find out what's going on here. About how this group of believers wait for their pastor to give them a project. To which they can give. They have been saving money in the bank. But the day pastor says, we are going to build this. They say, thank you Lord, we've been waiting for this. And they go to their bank account and bring the money in. Because by testimony in the congregation, they have come to realize, when you give it to this pastor, more is coming. So they go to their bank. And I heard the pastor will say words like, I'm going to America, I'm going to be ministering there. I need $250,000. And but when I get back, I want the money to be there when I get back. And guess what happens? When pastor gets back, that money is right there. It's amazing. And God is just doing an amazing thing in that congregation where everything that they have is paid for. No stress. And I've been saying, the day I get that man, he's got to lay his hands on my life. (laughs) What does he know that I don't know? And it's not only that ministry. There are others, some even bigger ministries. And God is doing all of these things in the third world country. Why? Faith. Faith. First John 5 verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes. That overcomes the world. What is it? Our faith. That's the key. Just it. Faith. Uh, You know, I do things about faith, but I don't like using the word faith a lot. You know, when I'm doing ministry, I've determined long ago, I decided not to use the word faith. or I don't like using the word. Because in the minds of Christians, it conjures something that is so high that they can never attain to it. You understand what I'm saying? When you start saying have faith in God, it's because of your faith, your, your faith is little. And Christians just have this picture in their mind. There is no way I can ever get to the place where I can have enough faith for God to do this for me. Well, faith is a very simple thing. He's just believing that God will do what He said He will do. Simple. Just trust in Him. That He is faithful. He'll do what He said He would do. Regardless of the time. So faith is what gives us the victory. That's what overcomes the world. The world is not this world that you see. But the the challenges that come to us. That's what, what Jesus said. If you can overcome those challenges. And still stay put in your faith in God. Then you sit with him. 
And there is no demon that is going to challenge you if you are sitting with your father on his throne. It's not going to happen. See, faith is, ju- is not just believing the word. See? Faith is acting on what you say you believe. Faith is not just believing the word, it's acting upon what you believe. This, those two words are really different. Faith is acting on the word, and then they got trust. That's where we should come to, where you trust God regardless of what's going on here in my life. I'm okay, because God is, and he will reward those who diligently seek him. Faith is more than just, say, well, I believe that. But you know, most of the time you hear Christians say, well, I believe that, and then the next word you hear is, but, you know that? But, yeah, I know, and I, yeah, I believe that, but, well, the but you cancel everything you said about believing God, right? But we do that, and without thinking, we do that all the time. We just do that. We say, we are affirming, we believe, and then we cancel that. And then we still expect God to act. Be it unto you according to how you're believing. You see, God wants you to believe against impossibilities. Things that doesn't make sense. When people say, well, this is how it's going to go, it's not going to go where you're trusting in your God. That's the only thing that will bring you victory. No matter how bad it is, God will still, can still come through in that situation. So faith is not just believing, it's believing and really acting on the revelation that you got from God. If you don't have revelation from God, you really don't have faith. And you can be sitting there and what somebody says one thing, a minister, whoever, or you're reading and your eyes are open. From that day on, that day on, your life is changed. That's what I believe Jesus meant when he said, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Once you get a hold of that revelation, faith is born from that revelation, you, you will act on it because you can't rest. Sometimes you won't be able to sleep. Because of the revelation, you now know, and you want to put it into action. If God reveals something like a new business in in your mind, and maybe in your sleep, you know you won't rest. The next thing is you want to tell somebody, look at what I'm thinking, right? And then you say, what do we do with it? But if there is no real faith, you start doubting what, what happened. Maybe just, I ate too much last night or something, and you push it away. But the scripture says, James, in, uh, James 2 verse 19, you believe that there is one God, you do well, that's okay. Even the demons believe and tremble. Just believing is not enough. You must act on it based on the revelation you got from God. That's when it will work. It has nothing to do with feelings. It has to do with revelation. The feelings will come later. But revelation is the key. I've tried everything. You will never have confidence trying to walk with God by feelings. It will not work. You get away with it for a while, but Satan knows. How many of you remember uh, the, the pastor from Florida? My friend? He had a message here, whoa, 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 feelings. 
<laughs> Remember that? Whoa, whoa, whoa feelings. We walk by faith, not by sight. You, that means you walk by revelation from God. You do whatever it takes to get revelation from God. If you have to fast, fast, separate yourself just to get revelation. And I'm telling you, one revelation can change your whole life and change everyone around you, change everything around you. I'm beginning to find out. You know, I heard this guy speak. I, I listened to a lot of what the ministers, what God has done, those that God has really used. He says, what you're seeing came to me by just, just three days. I decided to separate myself. I got this one book, I got my Bible, and I separated myself. I locked myself in. He said, when I came out from that room, God has spoken to me. And what you see today is born from what happened in that room. He said, I got the revelation, and the faith was there. Many are called, few are chosen. You know what that word means? Many are called, few assume the responsibility. They want the McDonald's uh, type uh, service. Well, God is not McDonald's. It doesn't come that way. We have to seek Him. Remember what the scriptures say? Seek and you shall find. If you don't seek, you won't find. Knock, the door will be opened. That's it for everyone that asks, receives. That includes me. That's why I have confidence. All I have, if I'm not receiving, I know I'm not seeking enough. And I'm not asking. I can do it. I just have somebody to challenge me and make me want to, to do it. See? That's just the key. I need a minister. All I want from a minister. Challenge me to the point where I'm willing to make the sacrifice. See? Because God is a respecter of no man. If I'm willing to make that same sacrifice, He may not give me exactly what that man has, okay? But He'll give me mine. And we are not competing. We just all want to do the will of God. We walk by faith and not by sight, not by feelings. So faith has nothing to do with how I'm, what I'm going through today and how I'm feeling today. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with it. I'm just trusting what God says. Whether I feel something or not, whether something good is happening to me today or not, doesn't matter. Because I believe God. That it will be well with me because God cannot lie. That's what happened with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't know that he, the fire wouldn't burn them to death. They, they didn't know. They trusted the God. And they said very clearly to the king, Our God is able to deliver us from your trouble. Our God will. And, but even if he chooses not to. I mean, these guys were staring at the furnace. And saying these things to the king. And it was their boldness that brought that revelation that God opened the eyes of the king to see, hey, you are just a man. There is the king of kings. And he saw him. His likeness is like the son of God. I don't know how an e a heathen king can know that God had a son. <laughs> he knew that. The son of God. He saw Jesus. 
because of the faith of these three guys. Did they feel something? No. They acted on what they know. They trusted in their God. The feeling came in the fire. Amen. And after they came out of the fire, oh boy, they had good feelings. Amen. Because the king had changed his tune. As far as the king was concerned, these were the greatest guys in the kingdom. The guys that were the least before they went into the fire. Right? They came out of the fire, the greatest in his kingdom, in his mind. This was it. We must learn to overcome. And overcoming is only by faith. If you go with your feelings, Satan will whip you and just toss you back and forth. So you have no confidence in anything. And before long, you are being tossed to and fro. I was there. I want confidence in God. And no matter what's happening to me today, I know I got well. God is in my own life. I know God is already doing a lot. And I'm very grateful to God. And I'm looking at the future because I know it's going to be big. I've said it very openly. You know why? Because if I don't say it openly when it happens, it will be like coincidence. I don't want that. Because then God doesn't get glory. You know what I mean? God doesn't get glory. So when you see when it's small, and then later, and you say it was just like he was saying. Why? You speak what you believe. Amen. He's called the spirit of faith. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. I believe, therefore I have spoken. You speak what you believe. I have nothing to do with feeling. So the key is faith in the word of God. Keys to the kingdom. To bring down heaven down to the earth. If you don't like it, find it on earth. By faith. And it will be bound in heaven. So that it doesn't influence your life negatively. If you want something good feeling, lose it on the earth. Amen. And God said, it's going to be loose in heaven. Because earth can receive nothing. Unless it comes from heaven. John the Baptist says no man can receive anything. Except it be given to him. From heaven. Remember that? When they were telling him about. They were trying to make him jealous of Jesus. He says everybody is going to Jesus to be baptized. John said I told you I am not the Messiah. Okay. God sent me before him. He said, no man can receive anything unless it be given to him from heaven. I must decrease. You remember that? (laughs) And he will increase. God gave it to him. You can't receive anything unless it's given to you from heaven. And Paul asked, what do you have that you did not receive? Everything you have, you receive. And how do you receive? By faith. If you allow what's going on in your life to, sh- to shake you and move you from your position of trust and faith in God, the devil got you in a corner. And he's going to beat the daylights out of you. But if you refuse and say, I don't care what's happening, I don't care how I feel, when I feel bad, I cry out to God. I swear I cry before him and him alone. 
When I get off my knees, I don't, I don't, I don't have any need to cry. All I need to do is thank God that you are with me and everything is going to be well. And it's going to be so. Amen. Galatians 3 verse 11. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. How are you going to live on earth? By faith. Has nothing to do with anything else. If you are just. That's what's wrong with us believers. If you are a Christian. And you want to live for God and really make it. There is only one way to do it. It's only by faith. Nothing else. If you refuse to walk by faith, you are going to really have a hard time with God. And on earth. Because see, the enemy knows you belong to the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? He knows his job is to hinder you. And the only way you can go away from being hindered is by faith. Now you're refusing to live by faith. Guess what? He's going to really hinder you. He's got you in his corner. The thing then is to rise up by faith. What is that? Just believe what the Lord says to you. And act like it's true. Yes. I trust God. I trust God. I said to somebody in the hospital, don't ever repeat that you have this disease. Don't say it. Say the doctors told, say that I have this disease. And then they will ask you, but what do you say? <laughs> is that not the same thing with Jesus and Peter? Amen. Amen. The doctors say, that's what they're saying. But what do you say? God wants to know what you have to say. And then you say, God, this is my testimony. By your stripes, I am healed. And Jesus says, no one revealed this to you, but my Father. Amen. Amen. And based on that word of faith, I'll build my kingdom. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. Based on that confession, you don't care what people are saying. You don't care what people feel. You just, only what God says, based on what God has revealed to you, that comes out of your mouth, from your belly. I'm sure Peter yelled it out. He couldn't wait for Jesus to ask what they thought. He came up with the answer. And Jesus turned from the rest of them and focused on Peter. And he got that enviable position before God. Because of that word of faith coming out of his mouth. You are only justified before God by faith. You need justice from God only by faith. You remember that man, that uh, lady, Luke chapter 18, gave me justice against my enemies. He said, and this wicked judge will not do it. What was she asking? Give me relief. Release. You judge. And Jesus said, God will do that for us speedily. You are justified in court. She went to court, right? And she was justified. You want release from your life? Go to God's court and get justification. And the only way you get it, not by crying, not by any kind of feeling, by faith. Just trusting God. Simple. Acting on God's word. The just shall live by faith. What is faith? The Bible tells us now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This is where we miss it. We are always wanting to see it first and feel it first and handle it first and pet it first before we believe it's there. But the things that God is giving to us, we can't see them. They are in the heavenly realm. 
You can't see them. The only way you can bring them into your natural realm is by the arms of faith to pull them from the unseen world into the seen world. And Christians are not willing to do that. They listen to everybody, but they sing in church. Whose report do you believe? They sing that, but then when they get out of church, they believe the report of the enemy, not the report of the Lord, the way they sung in, in church. There is God's report, and then there is the world's report. But we'll choose to believe the Lord's report. But most of the time, a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. And let not that man think he will ever receive anything from the Lord. Running back and forth, you're double-minded. I know the God that I believe. And I stay with him. And because of that, my future is bright. May not be bright today, but I'm saying your future is bright. So I'm not troubled by what is happening around me. That's why I believe I'm not going to die. And no accident, no disease is killing me. I must live and see God's glory on my life. So people know that's God's light, what God has done in that life. Yes. That's what I want for the Ark Fellowship. And I'm not going to be moved by what I see. And it's going to happen to every one of us. God is going to show His glory. We start small, but it's going to be very great. And I stand firm and refuse to be moved by the ups and downs. Never. Because I have a God. I said to a few folks, I'm learning. It's been just a few years. It's been six years as a pastor. I'm learning a lot. And I think that God has a purpose for it. Where I'm slowing down and God is teaching me a lot of things. And the future is really bright. I really believe that. Why we look, we do not look, Second Corinthians 4 verse 18, why we do not look at the things we shall sin. Notice it's not cheating you out of your feelings. Okay? He's not cheating you out of your feelings. He's saying, why we do not look at the things that you see, hear, feel, whatever. Smell, all of those things. Those are natural things. We, we are not supposed to be looking to those things. We are not to be looking to the bank. We are not supposed to be looking to our debt and all of that. We turn our eyes just like he did. You know, we say these stories all the time about Peter. He turned his eyes from, from the Lord and he, he focused on the wind. We know how to preach about those. But how about how you feel about what's happening in your life right now? How do you, are you handling it? Are you still able to have joy? Because he who believes does not make haste. Are you able to have joy? Do you go down? We're humans. We always will go down when we hear something bad, right? But immediately go to your father. And get your peace again. And rest. Jesus is calling us to rest. We are in a war. We do not war against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces in high places, principalities and powers, spiritual forces in high places. Do you know why? Because God says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Where? In heavenly places. 
And the devil doesn't want you to get it down here. So we have to do this war. The good fight. The fight of faith. Don't you give up. Amen. Say with me, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to make it. It's going to be well. Through my life, many will receive blessing. I am blessed. I am a blessing. God bless you. We're dismissed. Amen.